What's happening, hardscapers? This is episode 237 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And on today's episode, we have an end of year I am a hardscaper roundtable rally. These I am a hardscaper interviews go on year round, where we bring on a business owner and do a deep dive into their business through an interview. And then we have a I am a hardscaper roundtable, where we bring back two or three of those guests from previous previous episodes to do a roundtable and then these roundtable rallies are everybody that have gone through both of those stages and we just tackle a single subject a little bit more in depth with whoever that wants to come on and in this episode we have six returning guests on the show and we just talk about the year past how it was for everybody as well as the year coming ahead what they're thinking and what their game plan is possibly for this year coming up but before we get into that we want to thank our sponsor cycle cpa if you're looking for bookkeeping accounting cfo services reach out to cycle cpa at cyclecpa.com let them know how to hardscape sent you for 200 dollars off their services there and if you're looking for a software to dive into this winter in 2023 we are offering locked in pricing for the how to hardscape headquarters software that's budgeting estimating job costing time tracking scheduling as well as our training courses with the members only platform that's interlocking concrete pavement installation segmental retaining wall installation and so much more they can use to onboard and train your employees so if you're looking for locked in pricing for that it's only available in 2023 so shoot me a message at how to hardscape on instagram or just go to members.howtohardscape.com to learn more about that and without further ado let's get into today's episode Today, we're joined by uh, uh, multiple guests here. We've got an end of season wrap up episode with our I'm a Hardscaper Roundtable rally. So I just want to say thank you to our guests for joining us in here. We got Shane from Royal Stone Masonry, Chuck from DTE Landscaping, Scheller from Scheller Outdoor Living, Chris from Three Seasons Landscape, and uh, Andy. I haven't seen your name as Andrew in a long time. So Andy... Thanks for joining us from Mulder Outdoors and uh, Tony from Zamco Group. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time here uh, to do this. I just wanted to an uh, end of year rally here. See how the season went for you guys. Anything uh, that you took away from this season, goals that you accomplished this season, as well as uh, what, what next season is looking like for you, whether that's jobs already on the schedule or your outlook for next season what you plan to do for next season maybe but let's get started with how did this season go does anyone want to take this away and talk about their season uh maybe takeaways or anything that they want to uh get off their chest here yeah i'll kick it off uh this was a much different year than the last couple um things normalized quite a bit i think and Money wasn't flying around like it like it was the last couple of years, um, but I think that in a lot of ways it taught us a lot of things. You know, we had a, a pretty strong year, um, ups and downs like normal. But you know, the the thing that we are grateful every day is we have an awesome team, and they continue to learn and impress us. And uh, they all came back this year. Hopefully, they all come back next year. And so that's really kind of what keeps this thing moving. Um, but you know, just overall, you know, we were right where we needed to be. We kept it lean and mean this year, probably looking to do the same next year, just with the uncertainty of what's going on and uh, just level everybody up uh, as much as we can. We've got a few promotions that we're going to um, give out to the guys uh, this winter. 
um, and then get ready and prepare for another another awesome year next year. This was an interesting year for sure uh, for for us because, like kind of like Chuck was saying, um, probably the I mean the first nine months of what we installed in 2023 was sold in 2022, um, and then we sold one project that we're on now or a couple of them, like one in the spring. Um, and then I was kind of booked for the year. So I was like, I didn't really take any calls or take any, do any marketing. And, you know, it's one of those things where now, now I believe in the, uh, you should market all the time, whether you need it or not, because now we're trying to like, you know, we're noticing, we have some, some bids out, but we're noticing like the decisions aren't made as quickly, uh, where before it was like, Oh, this guy's available. He does great work. He's a year out. We better get on the schedule. You know, now it's a little bit. Uh, we're going to take some time and think about it, you know, see where our funds are, you know, people are a little bit more conscious about where their money is and where it's going. Um, so, I mean, this is, where it's, we've been talking about this for a couple of years, I think is when this type of thing comes, that's when the, the sales experience and setting yourself apart and, and all of those things that we try to do as, as a company, um, that's, what's really going to separate us from, you know, the startups from, you know, even though I started in 2020, I hope that my, that my experience in the past will get me to where I can still, you know, you know, educate my clients, uh, you know, sell our projects that we want to do. We're trying to fill in with some more smaller cash flow type projects, which we wouldn't have done in the past. Um, but it's also those are good things to turn and make profits on, and uh, and I th- and, and use our equipment more. So, but yeah, the the year has been interesting. Uh, we we're just kind of we're finishing up on a pretty strong note. I think we we're we're above where we were last year. Our plans to go start to grow again next year. So if we can do that, it'll, I think it'll be a success. So nice. So we've heard from Chuck from DTE and Scheller from Scheller Outdoor Living. Anybody else want to talk about their season past and uh, how it's gone? I'll I'll follow up from um, them too. So I feel like um, I'm in a similar situation as well. Our year started off 100 miles an hour. We uh, pretty did um, pretty amazing. Uh, got a lot of projects completed, and then I would say probably for us, round about August time, phone just died, and you know there was no nobody phoning, you know, asking for estimates. Not even to be honest, I haven't really booked any projects for next year either, and that's really unusual for us, especially in the last five years, and especially last two years with the pandemic so you know the market has completely you know took a downturn for us as well in our area and it's not only just me myself it's pretty much all the contractors but to be honest can you really blame you know the homeowners right now it's um banks are not really lending the money as much people can't afford the loans so i can see where the market is going so I remember when I was talking to you last on one of um, our uh, the podcast, I said that I go on every single estimate. And all them little small projects, like I've got a couple of foundation repairs, small little walkways, that's just going to get me by until it probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, it picks back up in March. I've got, I've got a few things. And then, obviously, we're hoping for it to snow as well so we can get some, um, some snow in and trying to do some uh, snow removal just to get us by. But um, but it's been a very, very strange, strange uh, season. You know, um, I was forecasting this year. We still, we still met uh, expectations of, um, of the income coming in. Uh, but 
got to re- reassess and uh, possibly I got to, like, like Chuck says, got to keep it um, lean, you know, cut back on a lot of things, you know, maybe, um, you know, unfortunately you got to cut down on the crew just for now, but this is the times where you expect when, when you got to tighten ship up and to move forward. And I can agree with Craig, you know, the marketing skills right now, it's very important. Just keep marketing, you know, whatever money you have aside, just, keep putting your brand out there. That's what we're trying to focus on. Just keep reminding everybody, you know, Royal Stone, we do beautiful work. We do quality work. So that's that's a focus what we're going to be ahead for the next couple of months. And then hopefully when March and April comes around, we'll be bucked up again for the season. But it, it all it all depends on the economy because everybody's, um, everybody's always watching the news and everybody's scared and everybody's scared to spend. So that's where you've got to try and convince the customer, you know, you know, if there is another pandemic, at least you can stay at home, you know, spend all the money you can on a staycation. So that's, that's where hoping fingers crossed that next year is going to gonna turn out right. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting, especially like just looking around this round table right now, even though mm-hmm. Zoom's not too round that uh, like all of you guys and just like so many others that are in this sort of roundtable rally uh, that aren't present here really are look to be like premier landscaping companies that really focus on uh, that that those beautiful projects, design work. Um, and it'll be really interesting how that carries forward into 2024 and what that outlook looks like uh, with your guys' schedules, wherever they're at right now and, and what they look like uh, when the spring rush starts. But anybody else, uh, your season passed. How, how was it and uh, how did it go there after hearing from Shane from Royal Stone Masonry there? Oh, look, I mean, I'll say um, definitely, definitely saw the, the drop, so to say, um, but fully expected it. I, I, I said from the beginning of the pandemic, like whatever was happening, look, it, you know, it sucks to say that a lot of businesses suffered in uh, in the pandemic, whether it was in Canada or the U.S., uh, whatever the case was, um, our industry boomed. Like it's it's selfish to say, and it's uh, I'm happy to have been on that side of it, but it sucks to have this conversation with people that that suffered through it. Um, although whatever we, all the benefits and all the people were you couldn't you couldn't you they were ordering tables like they were ordering pizzas it was it didn't even make sense like you if you had time in your schedule you had the contract um and uh i've said from the beginning that that that's not sustainable that wasn't something that could have continued like that it was unrealistic so you know it was ride the wave while we can and now the race hit the the, the wave is hitting the shore uh but I have to say I made sure in during the pandemic uh, not to not to see false numbers and and kind of uh, get a little too excited and, and think now's the time to expand and now's the time to buy new trucks and more trucks or whatever the case was. Um, I was I tried to keep as uh, kind of if you want to call it lean as possible throughout the the pandemic and now coming out of it on the other side we're safe you know but it's definitely not a great time in our industry um i've i've actually seen a lot of people not not established companies but like a lot of uh pop-ups in the last two years that have closed their doors and on 
our side as business owners, I'm sh- I don't know if it's the same. I'm sure it's a, you guys are seeing it too throughout uh, North America in general. But all of a sudden, um, the labor pool is getting a little larger. <laughs> so uh, everybody everybody starts to remember that uh, you need you need a job to make money, and maybe maybe you're not the only candidate on the on the playing field. And it feels good to be back on that side of it i think out of all of this if there's something good coming out of the industry kind of taking it's it's you know i call it a, i think it's going to be a temporary dip but taking this temporary dip is that it's it's resetting everything back to how it was and getting rid of all the delusion of what the last two years was so i'm 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 happy with it i'm i was very happy with our season uh we maintained we didn't grow we didn't shrink we really maintained and uh we're we're actually going into the following season booked up more than we usually are, so I'm I'm good with it so far. I, I can't complain. I'm I'm happy with uh, how things went. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a different season when partway through I was starting to get phone calls for people looking for a job. So uh, that's something that I haven't experienced in a long time. And uh, so Tony from from Zamco, we still have uh, Andy and Chris. Uh, what was your season like? Uh, whoever wants to take it, this one away. And what do you think it's going to look like uh, moving forward? Here? Sure, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> we had a, a a really good year overall. I uh, For the first time in almost a nine years of business. I had the Zach same crew year over year, um, all the way from the maintenance guys, all the hardscape guys. And so that was probably one of the best experiences of my life. <laughs> uh, we had the, from a ownership standpoint, it was the easiest year for me personally, uh, because of that, uh, this, the crew was so dialed in and I had to probably, quote unquote, work on the tools, the least I've ever had to do, which is really, really cool and super proud of my team and um, just kind of going to another level with that. Um, And so it allowed me to just manage more and uh, had some personal stuff that went on this year that I didn't need to, there was things that I didn't need to be at work for. And it was just really good timing to, you know, for all that and uh, allowed me some more freedom, I guess, in different things that I had to deal with. Um, and so <clears throat> that was really cool. We had tons of work all year. I have more leads going into next year than I've had in a while. Um, I don't, I don't see a lot of slow. I mean, there's probably guys that are slowing down by me, but for us personally, we have lots of calls and lots of leads and I'm designing a lot of work for next year. And um really thankful for that. Uh, we rebranded in that fall of 2020. Two and so that was really cool to fully integrate that into the business this year. Um, and we kind of started an online store, which is really cool. Um, our social media grew more. Uh, lots of different cool things with that. I it it's hard to believe that earlier this year, like it was Con Expo in, in March. Like I, I don't know. It, this year seems like a longer year. It seems longer than just a year. I don't know why, but um, so going to Con Expo was really cool this year, and I I learned a lot there and saw a lot of cool things and. Um, I'm just thinking through the year as I'm talking about this, but different things that we did, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know our, our sales. We probably did a little bit less in sales, not probably, I know we did less in sales this year, but our profitability, we were able to click that up a couple more, a couple more notches. And I'm super proud of that. Um, at the end of the day, that's what matters. And, uh, so I'm super pumped about that. 
and uh, how our numbers look going into the end of the year here. And uh, it's still warm. I mean, it's 50 degrees today and we haven't had a, an ounce of frost in the ground yet. And we've never worked this late into the season and I'm just going to keep going. And I don't know, just uh, crazy how the weather is not what it used to be by us. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm optimistic about next year. I think it's going to be another great year and I'm just going to keep answering my phone and doing what we're doing. And, uh, you know, that's all we can do. So Andy, was that intentional this past year focusing or was it a focus on profitability over sales growth? Uh, and that's why, or was that just a result over uh, years of work there? Uh, I think it wasn't necessarily intentional. Like I didn't purposely, um, do that. I think it just comes down to efficiency and, again, like the same crew year over year, you just get better and better and more efficient on the job site. And we had a lot of the same equipment and a lot of the same stuff. It's just, we just were better, um, from an install standpoint. And, um, I'm, I'm probably the most proud that we were able to increase profitability and I was on the job less. Uh, I think that's a huge win. Um, and I just, uh, you know, Lord willing, I I'm losing two of my main got two of my maintenance guys just to one's going to the Marines next year and one's going to a school in Florida. And so, um, that'll be a big loss. They were, you know, the, the, the lower guys in the maintenance crew, but they were just, I don't know. It, our maintenance grew by probably 25% this year. And we had the same amount of guys as last year and they just did more work and just were super efficient. And uh, I don't know, it, it's, I, I got to, go back and look through some of that stuff and, and really um, look at, you know, a lot of the main reasons why, but I just know that we had a better year profitability wise. And I know that um, we had the same amount of guys and they just, they just did such a good job and I'm so proud of all of them. And uh, it's just been a bless. It's been an honor and a blessing to, to own a business this year with such a great team. Uh, and I'm just super thankful. So. And then uh, Chris there from Three Seasons. And Chris, actually, you're in a more unique situation from everyone else where I think you do uh, the majority <laughs> or a lot of your work uh, commercial. So it'd be interesting to get your feedback on uh, your past season and maybe your outlook for next season. Yeah, so from our perspective, um, it's been a great year. Um, same thing as you know most of what everybody else said. Guys were great, had good growth revenue and profit-wise. Um, Last year and especially moving into next year, really continuing to focus on like systems, processes, procedures, um, so that as we continue to grow in the next like zero to five years, we can scale nicely and there's things in place um, for different guys to take over. And as people move up from lead hands to foreman to operations managers type thing, um, there's a good system to follow. So we're kind of really focused on that in the office here, um, especially as we get more time at this time of year and we go into the winter um the weather's been pretty crazy here as you know as well we're, we're pretty close to each other but uh you know hasn't really snowed at all we have a ton of snow contracts we're big into snow uh, on the commercial side and it's been a bit of a gravy train so far this year because we haven't had to do anything and the next two week forecast it's kind of the same thing so we're taking you know some of that profitability um of you know the outlook on already a good profitable snow season coming up um, slash in the in the midst of already and kind of planning with some of that and um, 
we, we have a bunch of work for next year. Um, I think our season between our five crews is probably at least half booked already. Um, we're kind of similar to other guys. There's lots of leads out there, um, lots of projects that we're kind of in the midst of the design phase for that the homeowners are going to go ahead with. We're just not sure on the scale and timing. Um, but we're kind of seeing the same thing as well, that like people are definitely slower to pull the trigger and sign the contract and, and move forward and, hey, let's get permits going. Let's get this thing rolling for March or April or June or whatever. Um, I, I feel like from the time that we're contacted by someone or, or we you know go to meet with them to when we send our estimate design and then when they actually finally pull the trigger through some design revisions, um, I think we're probably, I would think like double the amount of time as we were in previous years. Um, like typically we work through revisions with clients and then right away they're like, yep, yeah, perfect, all good, let's go. Whereas we get through revisions, I feel like now, and they're sitting on it for another three weeks, a month, month and a half. And then we hear back from them of like, okay, yeah, we talked to the bank. We you know looked at our outlook plan for next year. We do want to go ahead with this. Um, so I imagine that trend will continue into next season. Um, but yeah, we had a great year. Um, next year's looking pretty good already. Our guys are great. Um, same thing as Andy, like we're, I'm just so blessed to have such a great team and, and people and the clients that we work for. It's, it's a lot of fun and it's a privilege to come to work every day and, and get to work with the guys that we do. Um, we are in a bit of a unique situation, as you mentioned, we're kind of like 50% mid to large size residential project based and 50% mid to large size commercial and municipal project based. So we do a ton of city work for pretty much every municipality around us within 45 minutes or so. There's eight or 10 of them that we have good relationships with and we're kind of competitive enough and we know what numbers we have to be at to get consistent work. Um, so that's good. And that hopefully will always remain consistent as the years goes by or go by. Obviously in a slower time now, or maybe a slower time for some that's coming up, we are seeing a lot more plan takers on those public tenders. So. In past couple of years, maybe it's been six to eight guys and four or five submit. And, you know, if we're competitive, then we're low bid or we're second or at least we're in the mix. Right now on most tenders, even if it's something small, we're seeing like 20 to 30 plan takers um, and like 15 or 18 guys submit. So it's definitely people are hungry out there for sure. Um, so we're having to sharpen our pencils and um, try to. Yeah, get whatever we can to book up our, our season next year and keep growing relationships. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else really to say about this year. Um, we had a lot of fun. I made it down to Hardscape North America um, in the fall, so that was fun to see some guys down there, and that was my first time, so good experience, and definitely looking forward to going back again in the future. Definitely. So uh, some themes that kind of came across with everybody speaking there uh, and especially Chris at the beginning there, slower to clients, more slower to sign on. And I saw everybody kind of nodding there. Uh, Chris, you specifically, and then we'll move on to anybody else that wants to talk about this. Uh, is there anything that you're doing to speed up that process, to speed up getting clients signed on and in your in your schedule uh, to have that that outlook and anybody else that also wants to touch on this? But Chris, uh, anything in particular that you're trying to kind of get that speedy process of signing clients on uh, faster? Um, I think for us, like we always try to be pretty efficient with like from the day we meet with somebody going and taking measurements and grades, putting together designs, quote revisions, that type of thing. We try to keep that all within like 
a very limited time on our end to be you know effective and efficient so that they also see that we're very interested in the project um, so we've continued to do that um, one thing i'm starting to do more of now is really follow up with people um, frequently like not to be annoying but um, you know if it's been three weeks since we've we've heard back after sending them something um, we'll follow up and you know hey do you have any other questions we'd love to work with you um, let us know if there's anything we can change or revise to kind of get things within your budget or if you have a desired budget um, we'd be happy to change things to better work within it um, I guess kind of like really just giving them more options and more attention like post quoting and design whereas in past years it's like if because of the trend of everyone kind of signing on right away as everybody else here probably saw um, it's like if somebody didn't get back to us in a few weeks we might follow up but like you pretty much know it's dead in the water at that point because there's so many people that were willing to like pull the trigger right away um, whereas now i do find that people are a little slower so i think we're just kind of following up more being methodical about it um just really putting all our all of our effort into it and staying in touch with them um I, that's really all we can do i think at, at this point Nice. Anybody else want to kind of riff off that? Basically, uh, clients slower to sign on, what seems to be a, a recurring theme and uh, anything that you plan or are currently doing to kind of speed up that process of getting them signed on and into your schedule. Oh, uh, I, for me, um, like we're still our, our still our target customers, the types of projects we've been doing. And that's what we have in design. So to me, that's I mean, some of these, it's like buying a house, right? It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. So to me, it's it's a decision that takes some thinking anyway. It's like I, if I if I was putting myself in their shoes, I I wouldn't be like tomorrow I'm going to spend this much money on a backyard. Um, so and I, and I'm also trying to remember that we're in the middle of you know the holiday season, which usually gets people busy with family and traveling and and just doing their own things to finish up the year with school and. So I've I taken all of these things into consideration uh, when I choose to like, you know, pressure or put pressure on a client. And I, I don't, and, I, and when I say pressure, I just mean like, like, like Chris was saying, we're typically, if we didn't hear back from somebody two or three weeks, we just moved on to the next thing. We didn't even worry about it. Um, but now like this is a project that's, it's, this is one we're waiting on now is, is a project that's been in the works for two years. So they called, they were building a house. They said, let's hold off till we get the house done. Now the house is done. So we've done a design. I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to do the whole project. I think they're trying to decide what parts of it. And so what we've been trying to do is like, and we do always do this because our projects are larger is like, how can we phase these projects that make sense in a way that makes sense so that they could say, okay, let's do the retaining wall pool and patio. Cause that's necessary. And then if they want to add a grill Island or a, a structure or something like that, we've done where we've put piers in or we've put a pad in or we've run utilities so that we can give them, you know, we can do a portion of it and then we can always come back in a way that makes sense. And I, I let them know that it's always going to be more because of the way we have to get materials back. Or if we're going to do a full landscape around the whole house, maybe we do the back first because we're working back there and then we bring it around the front. So we try to do it in a way that we can, um, you know, help our clients work through the process of the project. But then I, you know, I haven't heard from this client for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to, I'm going to call this week frankly, and say, just want to check in. Christmas is next week. We want to check in next next January. I'm a pretty low pressure person. We have we have work to do, uh, but we also want to make sure that they fit in the schedule. Like that's what I usually use is the schedule. Like, hey, 
this is a good time to schedule it because as soon as spring comes, we're going to get, I, I know we're going to get booked six months out again. It's not going to be a hard to do. So where do you want to fall into that schedule? And then that's, that's where I would probably, uh, I would use that as a pressure point more than, you know, let's make a decision, you know, financially. Yeah. I think we just got to showcase our sales skills, right? Like this, this year and, you know, in the upcoming couple of years, I think this is really an opportunity to, uh, focus on on sales focus on marketing like craig said and and just continue that and just be better at sales and um when people are a little bit slower to pull the trigger you know we i tend to over communicate just in general but you know go for no right keep asking questions keep you know communicating with these folks until you get a no because so many people have so much going on this might have just kind of went to the back burner temporarily and so they just need a little a little push to get back thinking of their project and, you know, investing in, in their outdoor living space. And so um, this is where we can, we can really shine. And this is what, these are times I think that separate this group and others that are kind of in our, our same category, but this is really what separates us from everybody else. You know, we've, we've had probably a dozen local companies close down this year some that were doing nice work, but you know they just took advantage of the uh, the COVID market and people throwing around free money, and they didn't have the skills to run a business, or the skills to market, or the skills to brand, or the skills to sell. So um, this is really an opportunity for us to like to grow and you know take over the market share in our respective markets and um, and really shine. I've actually. I've, I've actually, um, you know, obviously because the downturn since uh, August for us, you know, I'm in a very, very competitive market, even though like we're considered like, you know, really high skill quality work in the area of what we do. But still, again, it's down to the marketing because not a lot of people in my area know oh, who Royal Stone is. So I've actually been reaching out to old clients and saying, hey, remember when we did your patio? You can remember we was talking about adding that fireplace, etc. Or remember when you wanted to extend that patio or even do that outdoor kitchen. And to be honest, you know, I probably I got a couple of hits back from that. So that's to to keep in mind for next year. And I feel like even just like when things are slow and you're like, you know what, the phone's not ringing and you start worrying, you know, it's like, you know, like Andrew says there, you know, you just, you got to be optimistic and think positive and, you know, just, it doesn't hurt just to reach out to old clients and old customers and just say, look, oh, I, I just had this crazy idea of thinking about extending your patio and I think it would look really good and just get them thinking. And then maybe even if it's not for that project, they might bring me back for something else. Or I even had one client where they said, um, Oh, Shane, um, we're we're all done. But actually, my neighbor next door, they they just re, um, want to redo their swimming pool. I passed your information on. Maybe you could go and um, give them an estimate, and that actually worked out as well. Good, but yeah, it's just you just gotta you just gotta keep branding yourself and just keep making yourself different from everyone else. Especially in my area, like I said, you know the comp, you know there's fifty, sixty masons in my area is crazy you know you you got you got the facebook warriors to people who've been doing it 30 40 years so i'm just blessed to be part of this group and see how much experience is 
in this group and it, it just you know especially from the chats what you have on the instagram and everything it, i'm just blessed to be part of this group and i'm grateful thank you so much i just want to take a break from today's episode to talk about our sponsor cycle cpa you may have a crm or project management software in place but what data are you using to ensure your estimating is accurate Having a proper accounting setup and accurate bookkeeping done is key to understanding overhead expenses and other costs that must be recouped in your estimates. Cycle CPA is a remote bookkeeping and CFO firm that helps to connect the dots from the financial reports to the hardscape and landscape data needed in order to reach high profits. They provide landscape and hardscape industry benchmarking, job costing financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA's team of accountants are specialized within the hardscape and landscape industry, and you can visit them at cyclecpa.com and for $200 off, mention the How to Hardscape podcast. Now back to our episode. Let's talk about leads. Kind of a wide variety of leads coming into your guys' business, uh, whether that's drying up, all the way to uh, Andy, I think you were talking about how you're probably the most booked out, maybe Chris there, into next season. But uh, where are you guys attributing those leads coming into your business uh, right now, uh, leading up to the end of the season, while it was drying up? Where were those leads coming from? And moving into next year, where do you plan to focus your time if things absolutely do dry up and you do need more projects on your schedule, where do you plan to focus your time, uh, focus your attention, focus your money on in order to get more leads into your business to fulfill your schedule? Uh, start with Andy there. Andy, where are where do you attribute most of your leads coming from? Is it the the brand that you've created with Instagram and you see that that's the big payoff over all these years? Do you see your maintenance because your maintenance uh, crews are out there with with uh, Mulder Outdoors on it? bringing in leads. Andy, where do you find uh, the majority of your leads coming from? And where do you plan to double down on next year if need be? Uh, all the leads that I have coming for next year are all as a result of the work that we've done the last three to four years. Like they're all referrals. I, I am, uh, I don't do any advertising of any kind other than Instagram. Uh, I don't do any paid ads of any kind. I, Obviously, we have branding on our trucks, but um, <clears throat> it's all word of mouth. It's it's I we've been blessed to get into this niche. I don't know. I I don't even know what to call it. It's just this section area of where we've been doing some of our work, um, and they everybody knows each other and everybody talks. And um, we've gotten with this really great builder that just builds these incredible homes, and he just we work really well together the house that i'm on right now that we've been on since july um i've been but I, i've been planning that and designing that job for two years um he's building another one that won't be ready this year but it'll be ready in the spring of 2025 and we're designing it right now and um so just things like that just every single lead that i can think of for next year is all word of mouth from different people we've worked with before or um and, and they all have watched us on social media. And um, I, I don't know, that's all I can attest. The the, the work that we're doing and, and in with right now is all just a result of work we've done in the past and the relationships we've built in the past and and how we've, you know, 
been able to maintain that relationship with those clients after the job is done. And the growth in our maintenance is because we're, we've been able to continue to maintain the projects that we're building. And um, I don't, I don't do any pushing of advertising for maintenance ever. Like I never, it's the least advertised thing that we do and that's growing this year. And, um, but we've been, we, we were able to start maintaining that big project that we did last year and that's a massive maintenance contract. And, and then his son, we were able now we're maintaining his entire property and, um, just all those things it it all builds on itself. It's all part of the puzzle. Uh, and just being a good contractor is not, I, I've said, I don't know if how many times I've said this, it's not that hard to be really good. It from, from like building yeah, the, I understand like the install and the building and the design, this that matters, but the customer relationship and how you treat them and how you're, how you answer the phone and how you cater to them. Like that is the stuff that it, it's not that difficult to be better than the guys that aren't good at that. Uh, and it really sets you apart and people notice it and they're willing to pay for it. And they're going to talk to their friends about it. Um, so I just think creating the, the, a really good customer experience. And that's what I'm trying to do uh, is what is continuing to get us these projects and again i we've done really small projects this year and really big projects this year all in the same season and i'm not i'm not the big job guy like i I, we've done some big jobs but none of that matters if you don't have a good customer experience and you don't charge the right amount of money and make money on it so i never want people to think like oh he only does big jobs like i'm literally looking at a job for next year that's going to be like four thousand dollars and you know but we're do jobs that are you know, a million plus or whatever, you know, it's, but that's just, it, it just happens. And, and, and either way, either person you work for, you can provide a phenomenal customer experience and that's going to build on itself. And that's, I think that's why I have the most amount of leads and coming in for next year and really promising things that I see coming. And I have no worry about slowing down. And I, even if the economy slows down, I think we'll still have work because people are always wanting somebody that will answer the phone and get back to them and do what you say you're going to do. This is all stuff that we all talk about, but that's why, you know, the people in this, on this podcast, that's why we're all busy and we all have work because we're doing that for people. And I just, uh, I I don't know. That's what it comes down to. I mean, we, I, I know we do nice work, but there's a lot of guys in my area that do really nice work, but we're setting ourselves apart by uh, the, a, I believe a better customer experience. Um, yeah. To follow up with what Andy said, like I can't reiterate all of that enough. Like, and it sounds like we run our businesses very similar. And anytime I hear you talk on the podcast, I always like am in awe. Cause I'm like, Oh, we're, we're the same person. We have the same mentality. And it's, it's awesome to hear everything you just said. Cause it's like, that's exactly what we preach every day. And I also attribute to our, like our success over the years through the pandemic prior and hopefully, you know, five plus years from now, it, it's not tough to be a really good contractor and like set yourself apart from everybody else. It's it's not like picking up the phone, showing up to site, just really do what you say you're going to do and do it decently well and communication and communicate with the clients about if the guys aren't there because it's a rain day or if they're taking off early on a Friday for a golf tournament or 
if a trade's delayed or product's delayed, like just the simple things is like, it's so easy, but it's the most important thing to do. And I, I truly agree that like the group that we have here and some of the guys that aren't at the podcast today, um, we're all successful and we'll continue to be because of those simple things that 90% of other contractors, be it in landscaping or other general construction trades, just don't attribute to being important in their day-to-day tasks. Um, for us, leads are the same. It's, it's you know, 99.9% referrals from past work and building good relationships with clients and just building on that and doing good work and doing what we say we're going to do, taking care of things if there's issues a few years down the road and just repeat process and, and do it all over again. Um, it's not tough and we we think we're pretty good at it and we can always improve, but I also agree like the next couple of years is the time to really double down on, on good sales tactics, but also just making sure you're taking care of the clients that you do have. Like it's, it's always fun and important to chase that next job, but don't let that take away from where you're working now. And like, as you get to the last 20% of a project, never forget that like those are still the people that you're making money from and clients that you're going to do work for again in the future or get referred from. So like, make sure you're focusing 110% of your effort on those, those current projects before shifting your focus fully to the next two or three that you have booked in or the the next lead that calls you on a Thursday and, you know, says, Oh, I got a $300,000 project. I want you only to do. And like, you get all excited. It's like, that's great, but it's also not guaranteed. And you need to focus on the task at hand first. Um, so yeah, we're pretty much all referral based. It's a lot of fun because you kind of, I was doing it the other day and I'm like, Oh, how did these people get in touch with us? And then I realized the connection and I trailed it back. I'm like, Oh, it was this job. And that job was this one. And this one was that other one. And like, it all started with a $5,000 walkway like six years ago. And it's like, it's kind of fun just to see the referral process. And, and over time, you know, you really attribute all your current projects to something that maybe happened five years ago. Um, it's just fun. It's just, yeah, it's, I think landscaping is awesome and construction is awesome. And, it's just fun building relationships with people and making sure that we're taking care of them. Definitely. The simple things, the easy things, but the, because of that, they're always the easiest things to fall through the cracks and to uh, not do. So great, great topics there. And Tony, uh, you were going to say something there as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, we're pretty much all thinking the same thing. We all have the same, you know, thought process behind how we run our businesses. It's, um, for me, I, I tried and I'm still trying to, uh, put a few smaller things out there because I found that over the years I, I spent so much energy just posting the really big stuff and the the really like out there designs and everything and it kind of although it did create a, a niche market for us where it protected us in the sense that whatever ups and downs the market had um, our clientele was calling us for something different however it also put us on this level where people were saying, oh, well, they'll never take on my project. It's too small. And I said it from the beginning, I don't believe a project is too small or too big. At the end of the day, I, I see every project as dollars per day. That simple. There's no, uh, whether it's a quarter million dollar project, a half a million dollar project, a $25,000 project, a $5,000 project. There's definitely a minimum there where you know what it costs to just displace your crew for a day period. But, um, once you hit that minimum, it's just dollars per day. Uh, if you're there, if you have, I don't know, we'll, we'll just, you will use, you know, 15,000 a day. If you're there, if you have a $75,000 contract, 
you should be out of there in five days in one working week, you know? And if you're, if you're hitting that goal, you're fine. Um, so I really look at it like that. And I try to, when I'm talking to clients and I could kind of tell in their voice that, or the way that they're presenting their project, that they're scared it's too small when it's really not a small project. Um, I kind of, I, I won't, I won't, I'll, I'll direct the conversation in a way to make it, to kind of put that point out there to them. So they feel like, okay, you know, I'm taking their project seriously at the end of the day, because look, if it's, if it's putting my guys to work and it's putting food on my table, your, your project's just as important as any other project. Uh, you know, it's awesome. It's fun to do these, these big ones. And, and uh, you know, when I, for me, I'd rather take a smaller project with a client that'll let me be creative and let me do my thing. And like, honestly, just stay out of my way <laughs> type thing sometimes uh, over a contract that that's really big where the client's like right over you the whole time and, and kind of controlling the, the, your basically only labor. You know, that's not my goal. So it's uh, during COVID, we were able to, to pick and choose our projects a lot more, I guess. But, uh, you know, in the, in the long run, I've been lucky in the sense that um, we've, especially in certain, you want to call it a community or a neighborhood, a neighborhood, uh, like new developments, uh, where we go in and we make sure that every one that we do, especially the first ones, are like really out there kind of make it, um, it's all kind of how we've branded ourselves that when you have, what, what, you know, if you, our trucks are outside your house, like everyone's looking like, oh shit, what, what's it going to be? You know, like what's this one going to do? Because we'll never repeat twice. So I think that's what's worked for us a lot in, in lead, like create, uh, generating leads, just because everyone wants to kind of, we try to make it so that the client wants to have the next thing, wants to have not what they saw over there. They like that, but they want to see what I would do with their house. And, and that's, that's what makes it exciting. And uh, we've been lucky enough to have that clientele that puts that trust in us. Um, but again, it comes down to that where, you know, I'll, I'll say it again, dollars per day is all that matters. Not, not the size of a contract. And um, uh, it, it's, some people will do a lot, a lot more like small projects with high, like higher volume of small projects and walk away with a heck of a lot more profit because not for anything, you could charge a lot more profit, a much higher profit margin on a smaller job. It's a lot easier to explain to a client. Like, look, I'll be honest with you. Like I got to displace my crew, you know, this job with, if we were doing this, 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 then yeah, I could give you a better rate or whatever. But if I'm just coming for that, I'll be honest with you and I'll tell you, you are paying more per square foot or per whatever the case is um, for that job. And sometimes it'll even entice them to, okay, you know what? Well, in that case, I wanted to do a patio in the back. Like might as well bang it out at the same time. Like, yeah, then I can give you a better rate in general and uh, you just generate more work. So I don't think there's a perfect system. And in any aspect of our business, I always say there's no perfect system. It's whatever's, good for you and however whatever works for for each individual contractor in each individual market right i know what happens here in, in quebec it's all everyone wants to be flash and it's very like so we got to get them excited and make them feel like you know their their driveway is the ferrari it doesn't matter what's well it doesn't matter if it has a ferrari in it <laughs> you know um and uh, so that's kind of what works for us it's a lot of just razzle dazzle and 
and go with it. So it's, it's been pretty good. And then we've done a, we, we have a good portfolio to create that, that image, which is what uh, creates, uh, generates our leads. Yeah, for us, it's, just, it's building a lot of relationships. You know, we get leads from so many different areas. We started doing some digital marketing this year. Our social media generates leads. Um, but the last couple of years, we've really developed great relationships with designers. And we're in a big market here. It's really competitive. And there's some really, really awesome designers. And they do projects small and large. And, you know, those relationships um, for us have paid off huge because we they oftentimes will sell the job. They help do some of the project management. And um, and then we've been able to install some really cool projects. And so we're, we're trying to kind of just get leads from all over the place. Obviously, you know, referrals and word of mouth are probably the warmest leads that we can get. So give those extra, extra attention. But I think next year we're going to try to develop some relationships with some builders, of, you know, some high-end builders, um, you know, the production builders, that's not really our market. Uh, but some of the higher end builders that seek out design and build landscapes um, and then just, you know, continue to grow off of the the client base that we've had over the couple of years, um, the last few years to to really continue the the leads and um, give us some creativity to to do just such a variety of projects. There's so many different types of projects here, too. We could be doing porcelain on a rooftop. Or, you know, doing a one acre landscape. So there's a lot of variety here too, which is nice style and size. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, what, what I've noticed, um, you know, since we've done these projects, we, we, we are getting most of our, uh, everything we do comes from referrals. Uh, and it's usually our clients are like, we're, we're right now, we're working on two projects. Uh, well, the two projects we did this uh, summer together, we're working on a, a, a design and estimate for uh, on the same street both both projects so they referred us to the neighbor down the street or whatever uh so that's that's amazing um and then i've i've also you know because we've been kind of a lean crew uh, and we've done the the project size that we have we've pretty much depended on those and that's a that's a talk about putting all your eggs in one basket i mean if one of these doesn't say yes then you know we have to fill in with, with some work so and and this is and this is just me continuing my my goal from the beginning of starting my business and, and trying to grow certain areas. Um, but like, um, I'm trying to remind myself that I'm, I'm about three months into my fourth year. So we, we, we feel like we've accomplished a lot. I have a great crew. I'm, I'm very happy with the direction they're going. I'm able to leave them, uh, on site more often now. So now I've kind of switched to, we hired, hired an admin this year, which has been a game changer. And um, so now I'm focusing on how do I grow, how do I go grow our business so that we can stay in business, right? Or how do I go make sure that we're getting those projects sold and I don't have my head down on a job site? So some areas we're looking and, and what's really come lately and we're, we're going to try to grow this portion of our businesses, we're actually now, you know, a trusted partner for other contractors to install pools for their projects. Um, so now we're just going in and installing our the fiberglass pool doing all the coping, the cover, pool equipment, and then leave, and then they can do. So we did one of those this fall, late, late summer. We already have two on the books for next year. And that's a way for us to kind of move in and out on a project, but still utilize our equipment, do what we know how to do, um, and turn things quicker. And also I'm looking at opportunities to help contractors in other ways, like maybe we do site preparation with our equipment, uh, you know, 
GPS stuff we have and the lasers and all that. So we can go in and quickly set up a patio for somebody that doesn't have equipment and may have a smaller machine like a ditch, which or dingo. And we can set them up ready to go on a base that's prepared, you know, in a way they can. And we're utilizing our equipment more. So, so I'm starting to kind of promote more like excavation, small excavation services. Like we have the truck, we have this excavator skid steer. Um, we have connections with dumping and materials. So like, and I have a good contractor network. So we're looking for other like ways to like kind of um, expand our business, not just in hardscape, but in other ways that kind of utilize the equipment that we have. And this is not a new thing just because things have changed. This is my plan from the beginning is to grow our business through different lines of business uh, instead of just more hardscape crews. So kind of gives us some variety and some ways we can move around and keep things fresh. And uh, Shane, you have already mentioned uh, reaching out to previous clients and getting more work that way. But uh, in terms of leads for next year, uh, anything else that you want to touch on there? Um, pretty much just similar to everyone else. You know, obviously, I've always relied on referrals. Uh, I know I try and push a bigger Instagram um, presence and just keep reminding everybody within my area. I know uh, the next county on from me, I do get a lot of calls from there. So I probably might expand into the, the next county. So like an extra 45 minutes from where we are, you know, probably just ex expand um, uh, where we work, how far we work out just to, you know, possibly get, but to be honest, like I'm very optimistic and I know that the work will come in because uh, we do a lot of quality work. And um, to be honest, I feel like, my potential of the company of our company i feel like we're we're only for the last three or four years i'm only running it like maybe a 25 percent capacity if i you know expand that get extra people in you know extra foremans expand the marketing i'm telling you i could blow up everything i know what i've got to do and it's just it's still thinking every single day i'm still trying to think outside the box but um, I know our potential could grow so much, especially in my area. Uh, the goals, what we've achieved in five years is unbelievable. It's just like we just keep expanding and we keep growing. So even though like we do, you know, it's just it's just amazing how all of us are all in different areas of the country. But we all have similar problems and we all have similar goals. And I just feel like we, we as a company, we're all all the same. We're all like-minded and we know what we got to do. And I feel like if we keep focusing on improving and we keep doing, you know, keep staying in, in uh, communications with each other, because it's, this is where we can learn because some of what, you know, you do, Mike, in your area could have, you know, help me grow in my area. Some of what Chuck does, some of what Andrew, you know, Free Seasons, Craig, Tony, all of what you guys do, we can learn off each other and grow our company even better for our area because every market's a little bit different. But it's just, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things what everyone said in this group. What I'm just got, you know, got the the brain ticking now and thinking, you know what, I'm gonna do this now, I'm gonna do that, and it's just um, you just you just you just gotta keep just keep never stop working. It's just that uh, I just you know it's um starting to lose train of thought now. <laughs>
But um, yeah, I just I, I feel like you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep you know going on the estimates, keep going on the calls, keep doing the marketing. You know, like I said, phone the old clients up. You know, say hey, do you want to expand it? You know, just just don't give up and don't expect people to call you. You know, just keep pushing pushing the limits. Keep branding your company. Always market. I feel like marketing on Instagram because it's free. You know, post post a silly little video of you. You know, you know, laying some pavers or something like that because it, it grows a lot of customers, a lot of uh, audience in. But um, just keep doing that. Just keep marketing. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time out of your day to actually do this here. And uh, cheers to another year in the uh, landscaping. Uh, career path here and uh, looking forward to next year with you guys. Hopefully we can in January start a uh, another round table <laughs> rally here to talk about the year ahead and what your goals are for that. But for now, that's the end of 2023. I uh, just want to give you guys a chance to give closing comments, remarks if you want to, but uh, just your company where our audience can find out more about you. Uh, Andy, do you want to kick things off here with that? Sure. Uh, Mike, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for what you do for the industry and uh, how you bring us all together to do things like this. I, I, uh, I really appreciate everything you do, uh, both here and uh, on your other podcasts. It's truly a blessing in my life. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, uh, what else did you want us to say? Oh, where can our audience go find out oh, more about you? Uh, you could uh, Mulder Outdoors on all different kinds of platforms. Uh, the Mulder Life Podcast, MulderOutdoors.com. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. And on to Chris, Three Seasons Landscapes there. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. It's uh, always a good time and um, seeing what everybody's doing for next year and how the year went. It's always a fun time of year to kind of wind down a little bit and look forward to enjoying some family time in a, in a couple of weeks for, for a little bit. Um, Looking forward to next year. It's been a great year. It's a pleasure working alongside all you guys. And hopefully everybody else has a good uh, holiday season coming up as well. Awesome. And that's uh, Three Seasons Landscapes on Instagram, right there, Chris? Yeah. And on to uh, Zamco. Zamco, closing comments, remarks, anything you want to add? And uh, where can our audience go find out more about you? Well, again, um, you know, uh, I wish everyone a good uh, if, if you're stopping for the winter, have a good season off. And if you're continuing through, uh, have a good rest of season. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely an honor being part of this group. And uh, there's a lot of great minds uh, bouncing around some really great ideas. And uh, it's it's a fun group to be a part of. So I'm, I'm happy to be, uh, I'm thankful to be part of it. Um, uh, that being said, you know, happy holidays to everybody. And, you know, take that time with your families, because I know we, we take it for granted. And we try to get we put the projects ahead of everything a lot of the times and uh you know it's it's the time of year to to step back a bit and and you know we had a two-year mental um breakdown but i think we have some time to breathe now so let's let's take advantage of that um and yeah you can find us at uh, zamco group on um on instagram um zamco group on on facebook uh we're kind of not really working the other platforms right now just because i'll be honest i have no idea how to run them i'm apparently i'm old to my daughter so um but yeah i i'm not on tiktok just yet so uh zamco group 
on Instagram, come check us out. And uh, hopefully, you know, we uh, put some interesting stuff out there this year. Awesome. And on to Chuck, DT uh, Landscaping there. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for coordinating all this. Um, I, I can't express enough, you know, how awesome this community is that you've put together, how much we've learned from all the podcasts that you put out, just social media in general. I've, I've learned so much from everyone on this podcast through the years. So um, everybody keep doing your thing because I think we're inspiring each other. And, and just even if we can learn one little thing here or there, I think it all helps elevate us in so many different ways. Um, so um, it's an honor to be a part of this. Um, we are DTE Landscaping, um, stands for down to earth, but we're, we've branded as down, uh, DTE, DTE Landscaping on social medias. And um, yeah, happy holidays, everybody. Awesome. And to Scheller, Scheller Outdoor Living. Thanks, Mike. Uh, great to meet you at h and uh, finally in person. So I appreciate you making the trip down there and uh, glad we got to connect. And uh, just a just a thing for me is like, you know, the, the, two, the first two years of my business were just go, 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 go. This year has been a challenge for me personally. I just, it's, I'm just saying this to encourage people like a, th- a third year in business is always a challenge and there's growing pains and there's what direction you're going to take. And and where do you go from like keeping your head down and doing the work to actually stepping away and, and trying to grow your business so you can make it another three years or one year or whatever. And so I, I've just, uh, just encouraged people to like, you know, if you, I would say, you know, hiring the admin was the biggest, biggest thing I've done this year to help me take some relief off of what I didn't know I wasn't doing and allowing me to like put processes in place for my business and grow personally and, uh, and face, you know, so I can face the challenges, but have some, a support person to help with that. And uh, so that's been a huge thing. And uh, I would also say, that, you know, if you, you know, just like we've been saying, just continue to look for ways to set yourself apart, uh, create that customer experience, um, and really, and really just look forward to looking forward to another great year. I think it's going to be different, but I know it's going to be great, and uh, I'm excited for that. So, if you guys want to. Follow me. Uh, it's at Schiller Outdoor Living. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, that kind of stuff. So appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Awesome. And Scheller, it's great to finally meet you in person there. And Andy, too, even though he's a little bit quieter than uh, what I'm normally used to, I got to meet him at H&A. Uh, but Shane, odd to you. Uh, Royal Stone Masonry there. Work, uh, close the comments, remarks, and work in our audience. Go find out more about you. Yeah, I'm just grateful to be part of this group. I was grateful for meeting you at H&A, too. And um, I noticed that everybody else in the hardscape industry is a lot taller than me. I'm a short ass. So that was funny. But um, yeah, you you know, you catch me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Royal Stone and Masonry. Um, I'm just blessed and, and happy. And closing comments, we're actually um, going to be on the, the front cover of Cambridge uh, catalog next year. So that's another great accomplishment for us. So um, I'm, I'm pretty happy to be part of this group and everybody keep crushing it. Absolutely. And I got my Rolling Stone Masonry hat here, Shane. So thank you for there that. There you go, buddy. 
<laughs> thank you <laughs> guys thank you so much for your time here i'm not going to waste any more of it go follow each of these guys uh, that took the time today and continue to take the time to do these roundtable rallies so thanks so much guys thank you for listening to today's podcast episode thank you so much for a year of i'm a hard skipper interviews and everybody that joins me and continues to join me for these roundtable rallies i do appreciate your time listening in once again ratings and reviews apple spotify those really do help and i do appreciate i see those numbers going up and i thank you so much and if you are on apple podcast you can leave a written review and i will definitely read these on future episodes once again thank you to our sponsor cycle cpa if you're looking for bookkeeping accounting cfo services cycle cpa that's cyclecpa.com let them know how to hardscape sent you for money off their services there and the how to hardscape headquarters if you're looking for a software to budget estimate job cost time track schedule and so much more check out how to hardscape headquarters software at members.howtohardscape.com or shoot me a message at how to hardscape on instagram and we look forward to meeting with you next week on the how to hardscape podcast